Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for tuning in to Pretty Dece, the short show about movies, comics, and games, and all the pop culture in between. Today on the show, we're going to talk about VR headsets. Now, this is something you've probably heard about now for a couple of years, this this impending wave of VR, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the future, and everything's going to change, and then nothing has really changed thus far with VR. But that's not stopping the major companies out there from trying to innovate on their VR headsets. And I think clearly in their minds, they think that one of these devices is going to stick. Eventually, they're going to iterate enough, get it to a price point and a uh, requirements level that that the average person sees VR as a thing that they need to to have as a part of their life. Of course, the, the main players in VR right now are Facebook with their Oculus company working on devices like the Oculus Go and the upcoming Oculus Quest, which is going to be more of a kind of a standalone headset uh, that I think will get a lot more people into VR than, than it currently is now. And then on the other end of that spectrum is HTC. They have their Vive devices out that are a little bit more on the higher end. So Vive, Vive is more expensive and is, is way more into, I think, really tracking the whole experience and, and putting you in that virtual space in a less compromising way. So I, I think that I think Facebook is maybe aiming for the the everyman. They're trying to get a, a headset on every single person, and I think HTC might be going a bit more in the other direction and really trying to push the tech right now. And one of the ways they're doing that, you know, I, I so far have not bought into the VR craze in any way. Of course, there are options that aren't Oculus and aren't HTC. There's the PlayStation VR, but... Uh, you know, I, I haven't bought in in any of those systems just yet. Kind of waiting for the tech to shake out and kind of seeing if if the games really show up in, in VR. But the one thing that's got me the most excited so far is this new device that's been announced. And the it's the HTC uh, Vive Pro I. So E-Y-E-I. And the cool thing about this device that's that's just been announced here is that it has built-in eye tracking. So it, it takes the normal HTC Vive headset and it adds the ability to track where your eyes are looking. Now, you might initially think like, okay, that's not going to be a huge change to this VR experience. I'm already moving my head around and looking different directions What's eye tracking going to get me that that is is really going to be demonstrably different, and and the benefits are a, a couple things. So one, when you have a VR headset on, you're you're also probably holding a controller at this point because you have to have some way to kind of interact with the game world because we haven't figured out how to do kind of like the crazy VR gloves or have it you know just pick up where your hands are or anything like that. So with eye tracking, you'll be able to kind of navigate menus now just by looking at those menu options. And it'll kind of happen without you even realizing, supposedly. That's that's at least their pitch. That it's almost like the headset is kind of reading your mind. You look at a menu option for a second or two, and then boom, it's back into it. Now, that would be true for like navigating around the menu of a game, or maybe choosing dialogue options, or choosing where to walk when you are in a game, something like that. And it really 
I think will free up a lot of games. The example that they give is like a baseball game. Like you want to hold a bat in your hand to be able to swing it physically. Now you don't have to have the bat and a controller. That way you can you can just focus on the act of swinging the baseball bat and kind of being immersed in that VR world. And I think that's pretty cool. Now, along with that, of course, we can we can navigate menus and maybe free up our hands a little bit more as we're playing. But the second huge benefit that I see is from a, a big tech perspective. So how video games work right now to render 3D worlds, they know exactly where you are looking because they're controlling the viewport. So as you turn left and turn right in the game and look up and down, they can render what's directly in front of you and then remove the complicated stuff that you're not looking at to save their processing power, save their rendering power, and not to show that to you. So while it feels like you are you know, spinning around and you're seeing everything and the whole world exists around you, most of the time what's happening is only the world literally directly in front of you exists and everything else is sort of in this nebulous non-existent state until they have to draw it again. And it really helps them build these these huge feature-rich worlds on the hardware limitations that we currently have. Currently with VR headsets, they have to display everything in your field of view at the exact same fidelity, the exact same level of detail, because they're not sure exactly where your eyes are looking. But with eye tracking technology, they can now start to use some of those tricks they use in traditional games with VR headsets. So now if you are looking up and to the left, they can make that portion of the screen that they are drawing in your VR headset the highest fidelity, they can show all of the crazy um, you know, polygons, all the crazy stuff you want to see there, and they can make the rest of the screen that they're drawing maybe, maybe less intensive. Maybe they can lower the resolution a little bit. The fidelity gets a bit worse because they know you're not looking at it because they're tracking your eyes. That is super cool, and that's a, a neat you know, mix of hardware and software solution to one of the big problems with VR headsets right now, and that's the technology to have a headset that is super, super advanced and super high resolution is incredibly expensive. So I think that's a really slick, really cool little trick that that might really end up setting this headset apart from some of the others. Now, I, I still don't think the VR is in a point where everyone should run out and go get one. They're, they're still ridiculously expensive, and I'm sure this device will be no different. Uh, it's built on the existing Vive headset, which is already super expensive. They require a lot of setup. You have to have a PC that is just super beefy to be able to run these VR games. You have to have additional peripherals in some cases to track your room. There's just a lot that goes into it. It's not for the everyday gamer, it's for the super hardcore enthusiast, and you know that isn't changing anytime soon. We are still in kind of the VHS Betamax world of not knowing exactly which company is going to win, not knowing which horse to bet on, and not really being in kind of final ready-to-go technology is sort of what it feels like. And that's very apparent because, of course, this is the new... HTC Vive device that's being announced, but we also know that there's another HTC headset coming down the road, and it's called the Vive Cosmos. So while announcing one device, they also have another device in the pipeline. 
that device is is going to be a lot more like the um, Oculus Quest, where it's going to be a bit more standalone and 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 maybe even mobile based. But as a consumer, I don't know how you know where to to jump in and which one to pick. It feels a little too muddy at this point. And of course, the games aren't really there. There are some big hits like Super Hot VR. Um, a few other big games have kind of thrown in VR modes, but for the most part, VR experiences have been uh, bite size. We shall say they have been they've been pretty small. So Vive is trying to fix that as well. They are putting out a service called Viveport Infinity that is essentially going to be Netflix but for VR experiences. So you pay a monthly fee and then you can enjoy all of their huge selection of, they, they say, 500 titles that might be small, might be, you know, not huge fully fleshed games, but you have a bunch of experiences that you can try instead of spending, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars on your VR headset only to play one or two games. So those solutions are happening and I think the technology is improving and we're getting there and we might get to a point where I think VR is is worthwhile to jump into. It's it's something that's worth thinking about, but I certainly don't think that we're there right now. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, what you think about VR. Do you have a VR headset? Have you used VR? Do you think it's it's the wave of the future? Are you super excited about every new announcement that comes out? Or could you care less? Or are you somewhere in between and you're kind of waiting it out like I am to figure out what's going on with the technology and and kind of what's going to really shake out and happen from all this all this goes. I'd l- love to hear your thoughts, so hit me up on social media at Pretty Dece Show and let me know what you think about VR. In the meantime, that's going to do it for the show for today. So thanks very much for tuning in. If you want to support the show, you can do so. com slash listener support will tell you all about that process. Uh, you can also download the show in podcast form from your favorite podcast delivery platform or check out the YouTube channel for the show. Visit youtube.com slash to find that. Uh, as I mentioned, social media, let me know your thoughts on VR in general. Excited, not excited, somewhere in between. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pretty Dece Show. <laughs>